So last week we chatted about the habit tracker, habit change, got some good feedback and actually a fair amount of orders of the product, which is kind of cool. It's very cool. We'd love to keep hearing some feedback about how you're liking it, how you're using it. We love all feedback, good, bad, ugly, give it to us. We want it. Yes. And when when Brian can finally get his stuff together, we're going to be pre-New Year's. You just talk about yourself in the third person. I did. I was like, who's Brian? (laughs) Are Are we allowed to talk about that? Yeah. I'm slacking. We will be launching the whole 3x5 Life system, but I need to tie up some loose ends before we can do that. So It's coming. It is coming. It's a labor of love. Mm -hmm. So on this podcast, we talk about mindset. If you're new to us, wellness, habit change, uh, pretty much all thing betterment Mm -hmm. and personal development. So Mm -hmm. today, Jesse, you want to kick off kind of, we're pondering of what to chat about. We were. We've been talking a lot about it. But I said to Bri that um, I had my first back in-person graduate master's degree class this weekend. Um, For those of you who don't know, I teach teachers. And so I had a group of teachers with me all day on Saturday. And um, it's a class that's called 21st Century Learning. And so it's about how are we using skills that are going to be very necessary for future you know, workplaces? And um, how do we look how do we take that into our classroom and create that that skill set for our students? But through mm-hmm. this dialogue and conversation, the skills that we are identifying as being the, the pertinent ones in the classroom are also these skills that I think all human beings need to embody in order to live successfully and meaning and have a meaningful um, kind of existence in the work world and personal life. So, yeah, and if you can think of that, the evolution of like the industrial revolution. Yeah, you know, th- agricultural revolution, industrial revolution. Yeah, things of that era and the skills that were taught there compared to, you know, today with robotics and different ways that we manufacture things, um, it becomes more of a an emotional, what's the right word? They call it like a human economy, yeah, human right? Economy. So we're moving yep. into this human economy where if it can be done by a machine, if it's like addition or adding or whatever it is or any type of skill that a machine can do, it's going to be faster than us, but what companies are searching for or organizations and communities are searching for so so strongly is personal skills, right? Being able to relate to people. And some of those things are empathy, curiosity, creativity, design. Mm-hmm. Um, some of these skills, um, one of the big ones is like, how do we solve problems where, how do we solve problems in a creative way or a unique or different way? Yeah. And so in that conversation, we really got down a rabbit hole of creativity and it sparked a dialogue with Bri where I was like, hey, I remembered reading this book forever ago. I mean, it was when Hadley was young because we were still in mm-hmm. this bedroom and it's called it's by Elizabeth Gilbert called Big Magic. And I also recently, probably like a year ago, listened to her um, masterclass on Calm. If you haven't listened to that I would, and you have the Calm app, I would totally check it out. And so I said, you should listen to this and let's talk about this. So long story long is we're going to be talking about creativity. I listened to it twice today as my homework. 
Oh, not just you. once, but twice. See, he's an overachiever. In, in, in preparation. It's fantastic. It's a really, really good one. And um, there was a part in it, and Bri reminded me of it, of she talks about, it's called, the chapter's called The Road Trip. And Elizabeth Gilbert wrote this dialogue or monologue, I guess, that she uses when she talks about fear and creativity. So I thought that I could read it to you to just let you kind of ponder it and think about this because a lot of times fear, we think of fear as the barrier to our creativity. Creativity usually starts with curiosity. Like you're, you're curious about something, a problem or something arises. And then the creativity is that like solution that you're, you're working through to try to fix that problem. What ends up happening is if you follow through with that creativity, it usually ends in like creating something like a product or a new business Mm -hmm. venture or something really cool and unique. But it's very hard for people to move through creativity to the actual production stage because fear pops up. Yeah. And so that's what this conversation is about. It's basically, are you going to take the path of curiosity or the path of fear? And in all those decision makings, either fear is always going to be pulling you away from that creative spark. So you need to really foster the curiosity side of it. Yeah, absolutely. And it's interesting when you say curiosity, because I think I've been around, you know, our, our kids and a bunch of kids a lot recently. And it's so innate in children, the creativity and the curiosity and the risk, like they're not scared to take risks and they're not scared to mess up and they're not scared for it not to be Mm -hmm. perfect. And I think that adults could have, we have a lot to learn from kids because it kind of gets stifled out of us as we move through the educational system. You know, as we try to conform, we use that edge that makes us different and unique. So anyway, I'm going to read this to you just so that you can ponder this and think this over. Um, But this is how she explains her relationship with fear. Here's how I've learned to deal with my fear. I made a decision a long time ago that if I want creativity in my life, and I do, then I will have to make space for fear too. Plenty of space. Since it appeared that they would always be together. In fact, it seems to me that my fear and my creativity are basically conjoined twins, as evidenced by the fact that creativity cannot take a single step forward without fear marching right alongside it. This is why we have to be careful of how we handle our fear, because I've noticed that when people try to kill off their fear, they often end up inadvertently murdering their creativity in the process. So I don't try to kill off my fear. It seems to me that the less I fight my fear, the less it fights back. If I can relax, fear relaxes too. In fact, I cordially invite fear to come along with me everywhere I go. I even have a welcoming speech prepared for fear, which I deliver right before embarking upon any new project or big adventure. So think about this. If you have this little spark that keeps coming up in the back of your mind, something that you're like, I really wish I could, or I really, you know, wish this could come to fruition, but you have that thing that says the what ifs, I call it the what ifs, Mm -hmm. the what ifs is your fear. So here's something that you could say to it. (laughs) Dearest fear, creativity Creativity and I are about to go on a road trip together. I understand you'll be joining us because you always do. I acknowledge that you believe you have an important job to do in my life and that you take your job seriously. Apparently, your job is to induce complete panic whenever I'm about to do anything interesting. And may I say you are superb at your job. So by all means, keep doing your job if you feel you must. But I will also be doing my job on this road trip, which is to work hard and stay focused. And creativity will be doing its job, which is to remain stimulating and inspiring. There is plenty of room in this vehicle for all of us, so make yourself at home. But understand this. Creativity and I are the only ones who will be making any decisions along the way. 
I recognize and respect that you are part of the family, and so I will never exclude you from our activities. But still, your suggestions will never be followed. You are allowed to have a seat, and you are allowed to have a voice, but you are not allowed to have a vote. You are not allowed to touch the roadmaps. You are not allowed to suggest detours. But above all else, my dear, all-familiar friend, you are absolutely absolutely forbidden to drive. So Yeah, so that there stopped me in my tracks on my run today when I was listening to that. It was like, Jesse, this is magic. We got to talk about it. Because I feel like, think about how many times that you start thinking about creating something. Yes. And this, we're talking about like, you know, bigger things, but we've also talked about before, like that doesn't mean that you have to give up everything, Mm -hmm. right? This means that you can take that creativity and craft it in a way that you can utilize within your current, you know, infrastructure, but don't, don't forget to listen to that voice in the back of your head that keeps coming up an idea. I mean, to be totally transparent, that's what happened with three by five life. Mm -hmm. Like three by five life started with a, like a problem solving. We couldn't, Brian couldn't find something that he related to in order to be able to succinct all of his journals and all of the the work that he'd been doing into like a really easy system. And so he created the system. But there's a ton of fear there that would pop up. Yeah. But I didn't let it take over the, the curiosity piece of it. You know, like why, why do people want an analog product in an, in an app driven world, you know? And people would, would challenge uh, yeah. you with, and us with those questions. Yeah. Too. Pe- yeah you know, are people going to laugh at me for, mm-hmm. for putting this out there? Mm-hmm. Uh, There's a ton of little fear that came up, but the curiosity voice was way stronger. And that's so important. And so if this sounds like overwhelming, like we're, t- like we're telling you to like jump, right. And like do something crazy. Yes, that's a possibility, but also know that finding moments of creativity within your day, your life, your world is also just as important. Mm -hmm. So I was telling Brian the story. One of my grad students um, is an art teacher, and she was telling the story about how she is always instructing art for her for her students. And so by the time she gets home and on her weekends, she feels like she is totally disconnected from her own art. So she made a pact to herself that she was going to create this um, artwork for her husband for their anniversary. And so every single time that her students would sit down, she would get them started. And then she would take what ended up being eight minutes of period, because by the time she had them set up, she sat down and then had to clean up. She was taking that time to work on this one project. And before she always had this idea that she couldn't do art because she never had enough time to do it because she wanted to do it through completion from start to finish. She's like, but these little bite-sized moments of creativity were like twofold. One, it connected back to her love and joy and passion and purpose because she loves doing artwork for herself. But it also modeled for her students that her love of art, which was inspiring to her kiddos. So it just shows how infectious when we live in alignment to our creativity and what we love, how infectious it is to those around us. It's crazy. Like you'll hear like you're more attractive to your partner, right? Like your Mm -hmm. partner's more attracted to you when you're in alignment to things that make you creative and and have passion and purpose. So um, I'm like, I have my throat's all dry. So uh, I would suggest rewinding, re-listening to what, Jesse was reading. <laughs> and if you want to um, listen to something even more inspiring, I would listen to the masterclass on class. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And so it's kind of like leaning more into that when you have the <laughs> moments of curiosity, leaning into that and it could help make an interesting life, which might be a little teaser for mm-hmm. something else we might talk about. So uh, 
I hope you guys got something out of this week's podcast. Sorry about my scratchy throat there, guys. We're good. We're good. <laughs> we will touch base with you next week. Yes. Let us know. Like us, follow us, subscribe, subscribe. all that good stuff. <laughs> Have a great week, guys. See ya. Bye. Hello, world. Wake me up to another good, good morning. Time to go. Oh, we are all.